This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in the series, Essentials for Living. In these lessons, Pastor Rick shares the power you need to live on, the principles you need to live by, and the purpose you need to live for, so that you're truly living and not just existing. Now in just a few minutes, we're going to tell you how to get a copy of the Daily Hope Gold Scripture Box called Verses of Hope, a great way to keep God's Word right at your fingertips all year round. You can go to PastorRick.com or you can text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004 to find out more. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called how to tell God you love Him. If somebody asked you to describe the Christian life in two words, what would you say? If somebody asked you, what does God really want from us more than anything else, what would you say? If you said moral devotion, if you said ethical behavior, if you said uh, religious ritual, you would be wrong. Because the essence of the Christian life can be summed up in two words, love affair, love affair. God wants to have a love affair with you. The Bible says that you were created as an object of God's love. God made you to love you. He made you to be an object of his love. And God wants to have a relationship with you. Now that means that you were created for the purpose of having a relationship. And as a result, the most important thing you can know in life is that God loves you. And the most important thing that you can do in life is to love him back. Jesus said it like this in Matthew chapter 22. Let's read it aloud together. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. Nothing's more important. Now, if you do this, you have fulfilled your primary purpose in life. If you learn to love God and you let God love you, your life has fulfilled its meaning, its purpose. If you miss this part of your life, your life's a failure because you missed the very reason God created you and put you on earth for, to love and be loved. Now there's a term in the Bible for expressing love to God and that term is called worship. We often think worship is a ritual or a routine or something you do in a church building. Worship simply means expressing love to God. Anytime you're expressing love to God, you're worshiping, whether you're by yourself, in a small group, in a large crowd like this, or wherever. When you express love to God in any way, you are worshiping. Now, you may have noticed that sometimes, for some people, it's hard to say, I love you, especially for men. Sometimes we feel it, we just don't know how to get it out, how to say it. And so we don't know how to express our love to our children, to our wives, to our husbands, to our friends and neighbors and people we work with, or even to God. It's just kind of difficult. Why does that happen? Why is it sometimes hard to say, I love you? Well, you may have been raised in a very uh, non-expressive home where there was love, or maybe there wasn't, but you just didn't talk about it that much. You didn't frequently say, I love you. Or maybe you were taught to stuff your emotions and to push them down and to hide your feelings. Uh, maybe you have been hurt in the past and you say, I don't wanna get hurt again, so I'm not gonna tell anybody I love them. Or God. Or maybe you're resentful about hurts that have happened in your past. And so you say, well, I don't wanna love God. There are things in my life I don't like. 
Or maybe you just don't know how to express your love for God. I uh, would say to you, this is your day. Because today we're going to talk about how to do that. Last night I saw on the internet a book called 10,000 Ways to Say I Love You. And uh, today we're going to cover all 10,000. <laughs> Actually, I've just kind of narrowed it down to six. Six ways to tell God you love him. And I'm going to encourage you to take a self-test on each of these six ways to kind of evaluate yourself. Now here's my goal. By the end of this hour, I hope that you will feel loved by God more than you ever have in your life. And I hope that you will have learned to express love to God more than you ever have in your life. That you will have learned a deeper level of worship. And for some of you, I know that you're going to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ for the very first time this morning. Now, let's look at these six ways. The first way we can express our love to God is one that we're real good at here at Saddleback, and that is by singing to him. By singing to him. Now, you've probably noticed that music and love go together because music comes from the heart. It's not something you do intellectually. It comes out of your soul, out of your emotions. And, of course, there are many love songs in the world. There are, in fact, radio stations that are dedicated entirely just to the love song format. But did you know that more songs have been written about Jesus Christ than any other topic in the world? Nothing even comes close in second place. Over the last 2,000 years, there have been more love songs and songs written to Jesus Christ than any other subject. Christianity is a singing religion, a singing faith. Why? Because it's not about religion. It's about a love affair. It's about a relationship with God, that God loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you and he wants you to love him back. Now Psalm 147 verse 7 says, Sing out your thanks to him. Sing praises to our God. Nothing will make you more aware of God's love and God's presence in your life than singing and praise. Now I know some of you say, but Rick, you don't understand. I can't sing. Well, the Bible says make a joyful noise. And, and I know all of you can do that. You go to football games or, you know, you, 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 somebody's getting married or something. You make a joyful noise. And so just let it out. You don't have to hit the right note. You just have to make a joyful noise. I know that there are some people who come to Saddleback intentionally late. And they say, you know, I'll miss the crowd going in and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll miss the warm-up act. You know, all the preliminaries because I'm coming for the main event. I'm coming for the teaching. That, friend, is a big mistake. Big mistake. Because you need principles for your head and you need music for your heart. You need to worship God. Music inspires, it refreshes, it rejuvenates, it revitalizes. Music and worship to, and praise to God has a healing element to it. If you're depressed, you need to sing the songs. In fact, I've noticed this. When I least feel like singing, that's when I need to do it the most. When I don't feel like participating in worship, when I don't feel like getting involved, when I want to just stand still and be a spectator, that means my heart is cold and it needs to be warmed up. And so I need to get in involved and I need to, to uh, uh, let my mood be lifted by worship. Now, you see these musicians and these singers uh, week after week. And you see what they do, but I want you to hear the motivation behind it. And so today I'm just going to ask a few of them, 
what does worship mean to them when they are leading us in worship? Let's just start here with Rich. For me, worship is setting aside all the busyness and distractions of my life and, and just giving my complete attention to the Lord. Great. Okay. Like Rich said, it's just an opportunity to focus my heart and my mind on how much I love the Lord and how grateful I am for what he's done for me. Hmm. I've always wanted to ask our harpist this question here. Well, Pastor Rick, actually the harp is a great word picture of worship. Because hmm. when I worship, I, I'm telling God who he is, and I go from the horizontal to the vertical, and the harp strings are just giving praise to God. I knew that would be profound. <laughs> so, so, something just said, I just kind of, I just kind of. Uh. Um, when I worship the Lord, I... It's amazing. I, I feel um, very close to him, and I'm drawn into him, and the whole world kind of falls away. My fears and my frustrations and my failures are um, not present with me. I'm just here present with the Lord in a dance. Amen. I just feel uh, God's presence and his spirit is, is the strongest uh, during worship for me. Also, uh, worship reminds me that the best position I could ever be in is with my forehead to God's feet. Mm. Thank you, Benny. Worship to me is uh, being thankful and, and grateful for God, filling my heart for, with his love and his mercy. Hmm. Wow. Um, worship for me is forgetting about that to-do list and just being reminded of God's faithfulness and his ever-presence. Worship for me is like when I'm worshiping the Lord and an enormous peace comes over me and out of the middle of that peace comes this joy and it's just well there's a song <laughs> it's joy 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 down in my heart let's all sing that goes. song right now <laughs> <laughs> and that's where he is um, for me when I worship I feel like I could sing my problems off to God even if I'm in the middle of a tough time I feel re-energized and like God I sense God's presence like he's really there for me all right can you worship God more than just at church well, obviously you can, because worship is simply just expressing your love to God, so wherever God is, you can worship. That means you can worship in the shower. You can worship in your backyard mowing the lawn. You can worship washing dishes. You can wor worship driving to work or making a deal or on the golf course, because you can express your love to God everywhere. And you know what? That means you could sing everywhere. In fact, it might be in some of those places when you're alone, you would prefer singing. <laughs> by yourself. Now, in each of these six ways of expressing love to God, I'm going to ask you to evaluate yourself. So what about this first one here? How often do you sing your thanks and love to God? Do you do it on a, every, a daily basis? Do you do it regularly? Do you do it occasionally? Do you do it rarely? Why don't you check which one represents your current uh, view? And why don't, why don't you put a star by where you'd like to move to? You see, when you really think about what God has done in your life, when you, when you really realize what he's done, you can't help yourself. It's about to bust out of you. You have to worship. There's a second way you can express love to God, and that's by talking to him, by just talking to him. Now, it took me a while, folks. I admit I'm a slow learner, but I finally figured out that this marriage thing is about communication. I know I'm a little dense. But I finally realized that the key ingredient in my marriage was talk. 
And I discovered that on the days that when I have deep soul communication with Kay, I'm not talking about, hi, how are you? I love you, see you later, honey. I'm talking about deep soul communication. Our relationship grows. And on those days where we have little or none of that communication, our relationship decays. Because a relationship is never standing still. It's always either growing or decaying. The same is true with God. On the days that you have deep, significant talk with God, your relationship grows. On the days you have little or no talk with God, your relationship decays. It's that simple. Now, when you really love somebody, you not just want to spend time with them, you want to talk with them. Do you remember when you first fell in love as a teenager and how your parents got upset that you were always on the phone? And you, you know, it's like you had a phone in your ear. You were, you know, you just talk and talk and talk because you were getting to know that person. That's how you get to know them, through communication. If, you, if your husband or your wife never, ever talks to you, you have every reason to start wondering, do they love me? That's why husbands, listen, read my lips. Talk to your wife. She needs this like multiple vitamins. Okay, a daily dose. Now, what do you talk to God about if you want to express love to God? What do you talk to him about? Anything you'd talk to your best friend about. Everything. Your hopes, your fears, your dreams, your anxieties, the things you're embarrassed about, the things you're proud of, the things you're ashamed of, your goals, your ambitions, your hurts, your cares. Every part of your life, you come to God and you, you talk to God about it. The Bible says this in Psalm 116. I love the Lord because he hears me and answers my prayers. Because he bends down and listens. I will pray as long as I have breath. Now, if you don't feel close to God, and some of you don't, some of you have been believers for quite a long time, and you honestly have lost your spark. Your, your Christian life has become routine, dull, joyless, lifeless. And it, it, there's no real joy and spark anymore. There's a simple remedy for that. Start talking to God again. You don't talk to him the way you used to talk to him. You don't talk to him as gut levels you used to. Now you've got all these kind of these and thousand trite little cliches that you repeat over and over and over. And you need to just talk to him more often. You see, prayer is not some duty that you have to do. It's a privilege that you get to do. You get to talk to the creator of the universe and he has invited you and he wants to talk with you. He wants to talk with you. So why don't you rate yourself on this one of expressing love to God. How often do I talk to God each day? Do I do it once a day, twice a day, 10 times a day, in morning, afternoon, evening? Do I do it regularly, occasionally, rarely? Why don't you put a circle around what it is and a star by, or an arrow by the one that, where you'd like to go? You say, Rick, I'd like to have more prayer time with God. I'd like to talk to God more. I just don't have the time. Then you're too busy. You're too busy. Anyway, you'll never have the time. You must take the time to pray. There's a third way that you can express your love to God, and that is by listening to him. By listening to him. Listening is one of the greatest gifts you can give to somebody. The gift of listening. Because we all want to be understood. We all want to be listened to. When you listen to someone, you are saying, you matter to me. When I listen to my children, when I listen to my wife, when I listen to anybody, I'm saying, I value what you have to say. I value your opinion. 
You are, you are important to me. On the other hand, when I don't listen to somebody, I'm basically saying, you don't matter to me. You are not important to me. What you have to say, I don't value. And so one of the ways you express love to anybody is by listening to them. And the same is true with God. Every time you listen to God, you're saying, God, you matter to me. God, I value what you have to say. Now, listening is the most misunderstood and uh, uh, left off part of prayer. Most of us think that prayer is just talking to God. No, that's only 50% of prayer. The other 50% of prayer is shutting up and being quiet and letting God speak to us. Now, usually we're in too much of a hurry to do this. What we do is say, hi, God, it's me. I got 10 things I need from you today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Thank you, good buddy. Over and out, 10, four, bye-bye. <laughs> and we don't stop. We don't wait. We don't listen. We don't say, oh, God, do you have a few things to say to me? And we don't listen. Now, God is speaking to you all the time. You say, me? Yes. God is speaking to you all the time, or at least he's trying to speak to you all the time. You say, well, I don't ever hear him, because you're not listening. You don't ever take the time. You don't ever get quiet. You don't ever pause in the middle of the day and say, by the way, God, you got anything you want to say to me right now? You're so busy. Your life is so full of noise. You always have a channel on, a radio, TV, cell phone, something. God couldn't get through because the lines are all busy. And you need to not just take time to talk to God, you need to take time to listen to God. And you stop and you pause because God is speaking. How does God speak to us? Well, many ways. One, he speaks through the Bible, his word. If you're not spending any time in this book, obviously he's not going to speak to you through this book if you're not reading it. Number two, he speaks to us through the experiences we go through in life. Everything that happens to you, the good and the bad, the big and the little, the irritating, the unavoidable, the painful, all of those things, God is talking to you through everything that happens in your life. You say, well, I don't see what God's saying, because you're not listening. You're not reading these principles in this book, and you're not being aware that God may be trying to tell you something through that irritation. God speaks to us through other people, through the advice of Christians and godly people who say, well, what about this? And God often will speak to you through another person. God will speak to you through impressions. He puts ideas in your mind, some great good idea. Where do you think you got that idea? God put it there. Now, not every idea you get is from God. When we get an idea from God, we call it an inspiration. When we get an idea from the devil, we call it a temptation. When we get an idea from ourselves, we just call it dumb. <laughs> no, you have some good ideas, you do. Because God gave you a brain to come up with good ideas. But how do you know if an impression is from God or not? You test it. The Bible says you're to test it. And we've talked in the past about six ways to test an, an impression or an idea from God. Did you know that the Bible says that hearing God's voice, being able to listen to God and hear God speak to you, is the test of whether you're really a true believer or not. Whether you're in the family or not. Whether you're headed for heaven or not. Whether you are in the flock of God. Jesus said this in John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd and I know my own sheep. And they know me and they listen to my voice. If you've never ever got an idea or an impression or heard from God in your life, you have every reason to wonder, do I really know God? Do I really have a relationship with Jesus Christ? Am I truly a believer? Have I stepped across the line yet? Because maybe you haven't. 
Because God is trying to speak to you. And maybe you haven't made that relationship. Now, here's the question. How often do I pause to listen to God each day? Do I do it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening? Do I do it hourly? Do I do it occasionally, regularly, rarely? Do I pause and just say, God, is there anything you want to say to me about this? A decision you're working on? An event you're getting ready to go to? Somebody you're getting ready to talk with? Why don't you evaluate yourself on that? This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We are so happy that you've chosen to study along with us today. If this message has encouraged you or if God has put someone on your mind that needs to hear it, would you share it? You'll be glad you did. And be sure to sign up for Rick's free daily email devotional at PastorRick.com. Rick will be back in just a moment, but first, in the Bible, Jesus told us that in this world, we will have trouble, but we should take heart because He has overcome the world. It's easy to forget Jesus' words of hope when you're experiencing difficulties in your life. You may even find yourself feeling overwhelmed and distraught. That's why you need to grab hold of God's Word. It's an anchor for your soul that will fill you with hope. And to help you, Pastor Rick has created the Verses of Hope Scripture Box featuring a very special collection of verses to restore your sense of hope daily. This beautiful scripture box is gold with the look and feel of leather, and there's an embossed Bible verse on top. It's filled with artfully illustrated and inspiring scripture cards, along with well-designed blank cards for your personal notes. This unique tool will help you anchor yourself in God's Word and fill you with hope. We'll send it to you when you give a gift to help Daily Hope take the certain hope of Jesus to people everywhere. Go to PastorRick.com right now to get your copy or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. That's PastorRick.com or the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. And thank you so much for your support. There's only two days left to get this great resource, so don't wait. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. Today I want to share a letter from a new listener, Sherman, who's in Tennessee, and he writes that he and his wife use daily hope to study God's Word together. Here's what he wrote. Just recently, a friend of mine turned me on to your Daily Hope devotional and also gave me your CD series on the Lord's Prayer, and wow, Together, my wife and I now listen to Daily Hope podcast. We take notes, we pray, we have great conversations about all the biblical teachings that we get from you, and we both look forward to that time of being encouraged and challenged and instructed. Now, I know, Pastor Rick, that it was through the giving of other people that made it possible for me to hear the Daily Hope teaching. And so now, I wanna make an eternal investment myself. By giving to this ministry, so that others may be blessed and impacted in the same way that my wife and I have been. Well, Sherman, I'm so glad to hear that you and your wife are studying the Bible together. Nothing will do more for your marriage. It'll not only help you grow in faith, it will strengthen your marriage. And thank you for your financial gift. Without your help, we wouldn't be able to keep on reaching more and more people around the world with the good news of Jesus. We wouldn't be able to disciple them through the Daily Hope podcast because of your prayers 
and your financial support, we're able to partner, working together to reach the world for Christ. So I'm so grateful for you and for your prayers and your financial support. God bless you. If you'd like to let Rick know how this broadcast has blessed you, please feel free to send him an email at rick at pastorrick.com. That's rick at pastorrick.com. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.